It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. One one to score. Carolina Aho wins the draw. Back to the point. Quick shot. Same made. There's a rebound, and they score. One face-off win, a simple shot to the net, a little rebound, and a tired group of Sharks. And the result is a goal for Svechnikov. Right stick, right time, 2-1 Carolina. I think it's been uh, pretty good. I mean, you know, we're playing this is probably a, you know, toughest road trip of the season. Uh, you know, we got a win in Washington. You know, we got a point yesterday. We should have got a point today, too. So, uh, you know, unfortunately... We messed up at the end and lost the game. All right. Good morning, everyone. How are we all doing? Happy Monday. We are looking at the San Jose Sharks sitting at 22, 20, and 3. 47 points, fifth in the Pacific Division. They are now one point back of fourth place Calgary, six back of LA, seven back of Anaheim, and eight back of first place Vegas. And I think that even though it was a good effort yesterday, it's the first time that the Sharks, I believe, have dropped under 500 on the year with 22 wins and now 23 losses, albeit three of them coming in overtime. So yes, hockey 500, they are above, but overall they have more losses now than wins. I don't think they've had that as of yet this year. If we look at the wild card standings, though, the Sharks are still very much in the hunt. Fourth in the West, one point back of Dallas and Calgary, and then 10 points back of St. Louis, who sit at the top. And that's because uh, Minnesota has moved up into the three spot in the Central Division. You know, for three straight games on this road trip, the San Jose Sharks have gone toe-to-toe with one of the better and or best teams in the Eastern Conference and the NHL up to this point of the season. And I think that you have to look at that as being a positive and a negative with this San Jose Sharks team. So I think that going forward, they have to be very aware that they can play and go toe-to-toe with anyone. I mean, I think that if you look at what they've been able to do and against pretty good teams this year, yeah, there have been some bad losses, Tampa at Pittsburgh, at Boston. I'm not going to deny any of those. But I am also looking at the fact that they go toe-to-toe with Washington, toe-to-toe with Florida, toe-to-toe with Carolina. And yes, they were not able to get wins in the last two games, but they've got three points in three games on this road trip so far, which considering it was going to be tough to get any points out of this trip, I think you got to feel relatively decent about that, A. And B, I think they've got to keep that idea going forward with them that when they play the Kraken again or when they play teams that they are simply better than, they need to be able to fall back on this idea that they can go and play with anyone, but they've got to be aware of the fact that they can also reduce their level of play 
and play with anyone on the other side of that, like we've seen against the Kraken in particular. And I don't mean to take shots at the Kraken. I just mean to point out that, hey, they they should be a better team significantly. They should be able to take care of their business against them. They should be able to convincingly win against the Kraken. But that's not been the case. You know, far too often this year, the Sharks have simply played to the level of their opposition on both ends of the spectrum. And if they want to be a successful team going forward, they've got to eliminate that. They've got to play their style of game that's as good as it can be against teams like Florida and Carolina and Washington on the road and make sure that that type of an effort and that type of an an executed effort is there against these teams that are not of the same caliber um, as them. So, you know, if you can go toe-to-toe with Carolina, you should be able to take care of the Kraken at home. You should be able to do more than just edge out Arizona in a wild game. And yes, I am looking specifically at those two teams, but it's two of the teams that, you know, you've lost twice to the Kraken and you did not have what I would call a convincing win against Arizona. So it's, it is something that I pay attention to. Now, I think you also have to go to the very, very clear understanding that the team is not as good as a Carolina or a Florida. That is also a very stark reality when we talk about the Sharks right now. This is a team with a lot of experienced talent. However, you are infusing young talent at the same time who are still learning their NHL games, and you're not able to go toe-to-toe with these teams in terms of beating them in their own house especially. Now, again, credit to the Sharks for going toe-to-toe with Carolina and pushing them. Same thing with Florida, but there's a difference between going toe-to-toe and winning and going toe-to-toe and losing because at the end of the day, the other team was able to come up with the big play that gave them two points out of the decision as opposed to one and or none. That is the difference between good and bad in the NHL or good and, you know, kind of in the middle where the Sharks are right now. It doesn't just happen overnight, though. You're not just going to wake up tomorrow and see the Sharks be a team that executes like this every single game because that's what they've been up to this point of the year. That's why they have 22 wins and 23 losses, even if three of them are overtime losses. You have not seen a consistent Sharks team. You don't know which team is going to show up. But I am hoping, and I hope these lessons can stay with them as they go forward, that they can play this style of hockey game in, game out. I mean, the most encouraging thing to me is that they played the pace of game that they wanted to yesterday very, very much. They did not try and get into a track meet. They kept the pace slow, and they also didn't chase the game going down one nothing against Carolina in the first period. They stuck to their game. They didn't abandon everything. They didn't just try and you know suddenly find that goal and open things up and allow themselves to be put in a bad opportunity. They really, really stuck to their game plan, and I thought they did a very good job of playing a game that was much more like Washington, which I think we can all agree was the best game on this trip. Um, And they tried to play more to their strengths. They tried to keep things to the outside. They tried to reduce the number of high-danger opportunities. They played a a more mistake-free game than they did against Florida, but there still were some turnovers. There still were some mistakes. That happens at times, but I think that if you... Asked Bob Bugner which game he thought gave them a better chance to win. Was it Florida or was it the game against Carolina? And at least one they can more replicate going forward. I would think he's going to say it was the game against Carolina. I, I, I could be wrong, but that's the way I saw it out of the game last night. And I think that for the team, they have to look at this and say, okay, what did we learn out of this game? What can we take going forward? And what can we use against teams on the other side of the all-star break after they get some chance to recover? I mean, you think about the fact that the Sharks are doing this without Eric Carlson 
and they're doing it without Jake Middleton, and they're doing it without Mario Ferraro. I mean, that's three defensemen that are uber important to what they're trying to do this year. I mean, I I don't think anybody expected Middleton to step up and be as good as he was, but he's been a big part of the team up to this point of the year. And you don't overlook those efforts. You appreciate those efforts, and you realize they were more important than maybe you otherwise first realized. And then Eric Carlson, listen, Eric Carlson's one of the best defensemen in the game. And even if his points aren't what he was in 2017, he still has an impact to the game that goes beyond what his numbers are. Eric Carlson not being out there on the ice is a huge detriment for a team like the Sharks that does not have the same amount of top-end talent or overall talent as teams like Carolina and Washington and Florida. Not having Eric Carlson may have been the difference in these last two games in terms of walking away with one or two points. And also, you look at the loss of Mario Ferraro, and that definitely hurts things going out of these this game, especially and especially the way the game against Florida ended. Because when you take away three of your best defensemen, that's not going to help things. And you're also putting an incredible onus on Brent Burns. And I was very pleased to see Mark Edward Vlasic step up the way that he did. And I think that you know the rest of the D stepped up and played very a very good game. And you know losing that game the way they did against Carolina, there's no shame in that. It's not a bad loss. That's a tough loss. It's a well-earned loss. I think that, you know, it wasn't one of those games where you gave it away. It wasn't a collapse. It was just a team that at the end of the day, you were not as good as your opposition. And that's the way it's going to go sometimes. But it's also frustrating because you do the what-if game. What if they'd had Eric Carlson? What if they'd had Mario Ferraro? What if they'd had Jake Middleton? I mean, you you all do that. I, I think I do that at every game where they lose, and I think that they don't have the full roster, and you wonder how it would have gone if they'd had everybody out there. And yes, you're not always going to have your complete roster out there over the course of an 82-game NHL season because injuries obviously happen. But when you when you miss Eric Carlson, you miss Mario Ferraro, two guys who are extremely important to what the Sharks are trying to do, and that's not to knock on anyone else. It is going to be a, a problem for your team on that day, especially for the Sharks who do not have as much established talent top to bottom of the roster. And I think that this was another example of the Sharks in a game where they had some opportunities and, and they couldn't finish because it was so difficult to generate offense against this Carolina team. They they did so many things so well to keep the Sharks from having good looks that even when they did get them and you saw an opportunity in an open net, if you don't bury him, that that's your missed opportunity. And they will punish you for that. And then that was what we saw is that eventually when Carolina did get their opportunity, they were able to take the lead. They were able to absorb what the Sharks were bringing at them. And they walked away at the end of the day with a very, very high quality win for them on the second night of a back-to-back. You know, they're winning these back-to-back games. That's why Carolina is having as good of a season as they are. It's what we used to see from the Sharks. But Carolina right now is one of the elite teams in the NHL. They're having a very good season. They're very difficult to beat in their own house. And the Sharks gave them a good run. And again, I don't look for moral victories here, but I also look at the overall narrative of are the Sharks improving from one month to the next? And I still think that, yes, they are. They are an improving team. It's just that the improvement did not give them enough to win in the game yesterday. That's how life goes in the NHL. Now, another huge performance from James Reimer. We talked about this yesterday yesterday. You know, Randy was talking about the broadcaster in Florida. He said, what was the biggest offseason move that Doug Wilson made? And it was the acquisition of James Reimer. James Reimer has been massive for the Sharks this year. In his play, game in, game out, when he's not been banged up or just having a bad night, I think he's been phenomenal. And he's probably the team MVP up to this point of the year. And that's not to overlook anything that Timo Meyer or Tomas Hurdle or anything else that any other player has done. But James Reimer is giving the Sharks a chance to win in very extreme conditions on this road trip where it's not going to be easy 
to go out there and get one point or two points. He's coming up with huge performances. He is making huge stops. And again, if you've only given up one goal going into the third period, that feels like a game you should win. And the lack of the offensive contribution that the Sharks have had this year is why they have lost, you know, multiple games of the two or fewer variety. You know, they only gave up two goals against Pittsburgh. They lost that game. When they gave up two goals yesterday, they lost that game. They do not have the offensive depth or the offensive execution that they need, and it costs them. You know, it cost them against Florida when they had open looks and they couldn't do more with it. It's cost them yesterday when they were not able to tie that game and send it to overtime and get a point. You know, you were very close to earning another point and having four points out of three games on the road trip, which I think everybody would have looked at as a huge, huge success. I am still viewing this road trip in terms of success because they are playing good hockey, but I know not everybody has the standard that I have. Some people are going to say this is defined by wins and losses. You're either winning or you're losing, and right now the Sharks have lost two in a row and were not able to back up two good performances with enough offensive firepower to walk away with the win. And, I mean, that's what Florida and Carolina have done pretty much every team in the NHL this year, if you want my honest opinion on it. It's not just that the Sharks were not able to execute at a high enough level. It's not that the Sharks weren't good enough. It just comes down to the fact that Carolina, Florida, two excellent teams. And on back-to-back games, the Sharks have gone toe-to-toe with two excellent teams, and they just weren't good enough at the end of the day. That is also a stark reality if we talk about it not being you know, an improving team that matters. It's just wins and losses. Well, the other side of that that matters is you're either as good as your opposition or you're not. The Sharks are not as good as their opposition right now. They're better than some teams, but they're not on the same level as Florida and Carolina, at least not on a game-to-game basis, and the Sharks were not able to beat them. That's that's reality. That's life in the NHL. But you gave yourself a chance. You were in it, which makes it that much more painful. You walk away from these games and maybe you're blown out. I'm sure you're demoralized, but you can you know forget it and try and get yourself back into it. That's a game, especially yesterday, where you have a 1-1 game late where you're probably thinking to yourself, man, what could we have done differently? What were the mistakes we made? What could we have done in this situation to have earned a goal or have not given up a goal or have not had a turnover or not given the puck away? And, you know, it just, that's that's what you hope, you hope makes the team better. You hope that that is a painful loss and they all look at that and say, we have to come up with a better effort. And, you know, going into this game against Tampa, I do hope that the Sharks do have a bit of revenge on their minds because Tampa came into their house and embarrassed them. And I would think that the Sharks, while they probably cannot go into Tampa's house and do the same thing to them, they're probably looking at the style of game and the level of play that they've been able to execute at over these past couple of games. And while it's only been good enough to win in one of them, I would hope that they can look at this and say, we can go in and give ourselves a chance to win in Tampa. It's not going to be easy, not in any way, shape, or form, but the Sharks don't play a quote-unquote easy game for teams to play against. The Sharks make their opponents work for every goal they're going to get. And I think that when you have James Reimer playing this well, it's going to be a hard game for Tampa. And I would think that the Sharks are going to play a much cleaner game and look at the mistakes they made in that last game against Tampa. And they've been you know, playing against very high-level teams. I, I'm sure they're going to come out and want to have a high-level performance. I also think that we're watching Rudolph Balsers refine his game after being out with COVID, and I think that is a big boost for the Sharks going forward. I think that Jonathan Dolan also had some good looks again yesterday. I thought that the offense was a little bit sluggish and didn't quite have their legs under them, but I think they're also at the point of the season where they are able to go on the road like this and recover in time for a game on Tuesday against Tampa. So while their legs did look sluggish at points of the third period, 
I don't think this is going to be another example of the Sharks being on the road on the last game of a road trip where they're having trouble finding their legs late. I think they are going to be ready to go. I think they are going to have themselves a good start against Tampa. And once again, I didn't think this was a bad start against Carolina yesterday. I think they fell behind early, but I still liked the hockey the Sharks were playing. I still appreciated the effort they were putting out there on the ice. I still saw a team that was fighting hard, that was not letting the game get away from them. They just happened to be on the wrong side of the scoreline going into the third period. I also hope that this break for the Sharks will do a lot for them as a team because they have had to absorb a lot up to this point of the year. You know, they've had the COVID outbreaks, but they haven't had the games postponed. They've dealt with injury. They've been dealing with a lot up to this point. And you, you get now about 12 days off and you come back against Edmonton, which obviously the storylines going into that game are going to be plentiful. You would hope that they do not play that game with over-emotion. You would hope they just go out there and execute to the level that they think they're capable of. And then you're hosting Vancouver on the 17th. You are hosting Vegas on the 20th. Then you're at Anaheim, back home against the Islanders, hosting Boston, and then hosting Seattle before the month comes to an end. So, Only two more road games before the end of February. You have to look at these and think to yourself that the Sharks have a good opportunity to recover in terms of wins and losses after this tough road trip because they do have a home-heavy schedule. You can beat Edmonton. You can beat Vancouver. Vegas is going to be tough. At Anaheim is going to be tough. The Islanders, that's a winnable game. Boston at home, I think that's a winnable game. Seattle back at home, again, a winnable game. Obviously, starting off the month of February and finishing up in Tampa, we all know this is going to be a tough challenge for the Sharks because Tampa is such an excellent, excellent team. But rising to the moment is something that the Sharks have done multiple times this year when their backs have been against the wall. And I think that now that they've dropped one game below true 500 on the year, maybe not hockey 500, but they are now with more losses than wins, you would hope that this is time for them to have their best response and their best game of the year. You know, Washington, Bob Bugner did not quite call their biggest win of the year, and we can have arguments all night about whether or not that was the COVID game on October 30th or whether or not it was, you know, the game opener against Winnipeg or whatever you want to go into it. But I do think that this is a moment where the Sharks have to figure out what team is going to show up for this game against Tampa, and it might have an impact on what shows up for the rest of the year. You know, having a high-quality performance against Tampa on the 1st of February to start off the month and finish up the road trip, I think it's got to be a huge message-type game where they look at things and think, this is where our season can be or not be defined. And if they have that type of effort where they go out just to the max, play their best hockey, and just you know empty the tank before they go into the break, then they can have a chance of getting a point or getting two points. And if you can walk away with four and or five out of this trip, you know, you can start defining that as success. And I truly do believe that even if it's not the type of, you know, you look at a 500 trip and you don't say to yourself, well, that's great. But if you can get, you know, more than 50% of the points available out of a trip, I'll take that any day of the week, especially a trip that had those teams on it. So for the Sharks, again, one of the biggest games of the year coming up at Tampa on Tuesday at four. Of course, we'll have all of it right here on the Sharks Audio Network. But again, a stark, stark challenge moving forward. All right, we're going to get into some of the post-game reaction. You're on Morning Tide. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? 
or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Going to the net, quick save by Reimer on the tip by Fast. That's the save of the game right there for James Reimer, and he did everything he could to challenge and keep that puck in front of him. Yeah, he was great, especially early. He made a couple good, real good saves, and uh, um, again, I thought we played hard around him. They, they've obviously spent more time in our end and, and, and had a little more possession, but uh, um, you know, Rhymes was great and, and we tried to be uh, strong in front of him. I thought we were more physical in the D zone. I thought we blocked uh, uh, quite a bit of shots. Um, so it was, it was a good team effort, but uh, Rhymes was uh, one of our best players again. Uh, yeah, honestly, I mean, obviously I played for that team for two years and, and it was just, uh, it was just exactly the way they draw it up, you know, back to the point, traffic. Get pucks in that. Um, they got a bounce. I think it maybe went off my stick, or I mean, it probably went off a couple of things and, and off to the side. I did. obviously didn't see the shot. Um, just had uh, kind of lying beside me, and I dove for it, and um, you know, unfortunately, didn't get a piece of it. So, you know, like I said, um, they're a very structured, honest team, and um, you know, they played well tonight. I thought we played well tonight. Um, you know, they just that's hockey. They they just got the bounce. That is James Reimer bringing us back in on this Monday morning after he had another phenomenal effort and high-caliber game. But the Sharks, unfortunately, not as good as one of the best teams in the NHL this year. And I don't think that you can really have much of a counter-argument to that being what we saw. I think it was a great effort from the Sharks, but you can have a great effort, a great game plan, the right plan of action, and still come up with the wrong result. And that's what happens when you go up against a team that is better than you. And I don't mean that in an inflammatory way about the Sharks, but I think that is just what we saw. The Sharks are not as good as Carolina. They put forth an excellent effort, but at the end of the day, the more talented team got the win. Uh, well, I mean, they're, they're a good team, obviously, uh, but uh, we, we, we did a good job of generating offense. We had more chances than they did today. Um, just couldn't find a way to solve Anderson early enough. And um, yeah, I just looked at the analytic report. We were in uh, real good shape uh, um, chance wise, we only, I think allowed three inner slot, um, and 10 for the game. We generated 12 ourselves. So I was, it was a pretty gutsy effort on our part. I thought that's head coach Bob Bugner after the loss last night. And he was also asked about how the team has played up to this point on the road trip. Well, I, uh, I thought we played a real strong game in Washington. I really did. I think they pushed us in the third, you know, like most skilled teams do, but, uh, uh, from a defensive standpoint, I'd have to say yes. I think, uh, um, you know, there's not a lot of room out there. Um, and I thought it was a good job by both teams clogging things up. You know, yeah, so if we can if we can uh, have this kind of urgency and compete and take that into Tampa Bay and give ourselves a chance, I mean, uh, you, you know, we're two minutes away from uh, um, giving ourselves at least a chance for a point, if not two, and coming out of this road trip, uh, um, you know, five out of six. So um, we still uh, we still got one ahead of us, and then we got a break, and, and that's going to be the message. Tomorrow's going to be a rest day and get back to work Tuesday and empty the tanks and throw everything we got at it before we get a chance to rest. And I would imagine that means that James Reimer is going to be in net once again, unless there's something he's dealing with that we are not yet aware of. But we are looking for a very high caliber performance from Reimer once again. I think that we've come to expect it of him. And once again, Bob Bugner was appreciative of the effort he saw from Reimer last night. Yeah, he was great, especially early. He made a couple good, real good saves. And uh, um, again, I thought we played hard around him. They, they've obviously spent more time in our end and, and, and had a little more possession. But uh um, you know, Rhymes was great and, and we tried to be uh, strong in front of him. I thought we were more physical in the D zone. I thought we blocked, uh, uh, quite a bit of shots. 
Um, so it was, it was a good team effort, but uh, Rhymes was uh, one of our best players again. And Reimer was asked a very interesting question about how hard this style of game is on the Sharks and the fact that they play this defense-first mentality, a very thin margin of error. This is what he had to say. No, I, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, any game in this league is tough, and and if you find a way, um, you find an easy way to play, then um, you're probably not going to win a lot of games. So, um, <clears throat> you know, we got, we got a bunch of hardworking men on our team that have a lot of pride in what they do and, and how they compete. And... Um, you know, you, you tell them you're going to have a chance uh, in every game and, and uh, you know, um, you will take it. And the thing I appreciate after Reimer is after every loss and after every win, he is the exact same guy. His attitude is the same. He does not get too high. He does not get too low, which I think is a great lead by example mentality from a guy who is as important as your number one goalie has to be. And he's been able to manage everything up to this point of the year. And I look forward to watching him going forward, but Nothing phases the guy. It's all, you know, one game after the next. Doesn't get too big on wins. Doesn't get too small on losses. Here's Andrew Cogliano weighing in overall on the team's response since that bad loss to Tampa. Uh, obviously, we've played, we've, you know, we've played pretty well. You know, I think, uh, you know, you got to give some credit to us in terms of, you know, we're playing some really good teams, probably the best teams in the league. Um, you know, Washington, we had a, we had a really back, really good bounce back win last night, obviously, um, you know, we could have won the game against, uh, probably the best team in the league, I, I would think. Um, you know, and we, we obviously were chasing a little bit and, and undermanned, but, um, we hung on for a point and, you know, tonight's disappointing. I think tonight could be, uh, you know, you get it to overtime, you maybe get two points out of that game and, and all of a sudden you're two, one going to Tampa on a, in a, you know, having a really good road trip. So, um, you know, I don't know what else we could have done differently tonight. I thought we played a really hard game and, um, you know, unfortunately they got the last goal right before the, right before the end. And now once again, they are about to face Tampa. This is what Cogs had to say, looking ahead to that game. Yeah. You know, obviously there's teams in our division that are continuing to win and it's getting, um, you know, tonight, I think, you know, you get a point or two points out of that, you know, it makes things feel a lot better, but you know, we, we, we play a good team, you know, with, with Tampa, you have no choice, but uh, you know, we, we saw that last game against them. If you don't play the right way, if you don't play hard and, um, and very detailed, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to be close to even in winning the game. So um, I think we owe it to ourselves to finish this road trip the right way. We've played a hard, we've played hard, you know, Rhymes just played back to back games. Um, we don't see that often. Um, we got two of our best defensemen out and guys have played very hard back there and come in, you know, special teams has been, has been good. And, you know, I, I think we're just at a point where we got to lay it on the line in terms of being or playing our best game against a really good team. And, and then the break will be good for our team, I think. And then Cogliano so interesting to listen to on all facets of the game because he does give such detailed answers, but he talked about what the Sharks did better on D in this game, as opposed to the game against Florida. You know what? I thought we just we we did a good job of of slowing down the neutral zone, and and you know at the end of the day they um, we did a good job of of uh, you know playing tight in our end and playing hard and defending well when we had when we had to in our end. You know I don't think you could compare Florida. You know last night was you know it's a tough game for everyone. You know they're they're a really good team, but I thought tonight against another good team we we did a much better job of closing gaps quick in our end and playing hard and and cutting the cycles off and. Um, and Rhymes made some good saves at the right time, and that's why the game was close. 
And I think that overall what he is describing can be replicated in almost any game. However, doing it against Tampa is going to be uniquely challenging because Tampa, it's not just that they are a you know loaded team top to bottom, and it's not just that they are very, very, very good in the two-time defending champions, but the puck movement. And that's the thing when I looked at Tampa is it's just boom, 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 boom. They get it from one end of the ice so quickly. They're not as fast as Florida, in, in my opinion. They're not as you know fast as those Pittsburgh teams that we saw you know a half decade ago that were so fast out there on the ice. But the puck movement is just phenomenal. It's all tape to tape. It's all just so decisive and snappy, and it, it really got the Sharks on their heels. And the Sharks, I think that were they were a little stunned in that game. And I think that that's the most important thing for them going into this game is that Tuesday night, they've got to be ready for that speed. They've got to be ready for how quickly the puck gets from one end of the rink to the other. They've got to be ready to absorb that rush from this Tampa team. I mean, that again, to me, was the number one thing that I saw out of that Tampa game is they simply did not look ready last time for what Tampa was bringing. Well, they've experienced it, you know, once already. So hopefully in this matchup, they will have a better idea of what's coming to them and then have a better idea of what they can do in return. But I I do give the Sharks a lot of credit because they have been able to respond pretty nicely. If you look at them from the first game against Pittsburgh to the second, I think that's a pretty good example of what we're going to be looking at here against Tampa because you need to have a better game plan. You need to have a response. You need to have a better idea of what you're going to do against such a high caliber team, especially now that you are, you know, you're, I won't say the season's on the brink. But I will say this is a very, very important game for the Sharks and what type of effort they have, whether or not it's a win or a loss or an overtime loss, that if they have a good effort, if they feel like there's something to build off of going into the break, I think that could have an impact going forward. You know, again, I don't I don't think any one game decides a season. However, I do think that this is the opportunity for the Sharks to take some momentum into the second half of the season go into the break playing some good hockey and figure out what they can do to replicate that on the other side. All right, that wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide. I'll be back with you Tuesday afternoon on the buildup right here on the Sharks Audio Network. Then we'll have the game Tuesday night and I'll be back with you on Morning Tide Wednesday morning. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network. Balser's in the right place of the rebound. Gets it by Anderson, and the Sharks have tied the game 1-1 at 3.36 in the third.